You are listening to the Star Coach Podcast with Meg Rentschler, episode 53. Each time a client shifts their energy, they are they're demonstrating a shift in some sort of a basic belief that they have. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello, Star Coaches. Welcome to this week's show. It is wonderful to have you here. I'm your host, Meg Rentschler, and we have a fabulous show for you today. And I also have a surprise for you. Just as I was taping this show, I made a decision to extend the membership site launch price through today at midnight so that those of you who perhaps haven't heard a show since the launch have the opportunity to snag the launch price because once that launch price closes, it's not going to be repeated. So if you're interested in accessing hours of video content, live trainings, live discussions, coaching demonstrations, lots of different content for our Star Coach members. Go to starcoachshow.com before midnight tonight to get a hold of that launch special. Now, let's talk about our show today. We are being joined by Master Certified Coach Vicki Escudé, and she is talking with us about transformational change with our clients. Vicki is a master coach trainer. She's a global coaching leader and has over 20 years of experience in executive and life coaching, business ownership, writing management, and counseling. She has developed a heart mindset for coaching that she's written a book about and has actually given the show two books to give away to our audience in our ongoing book giveaway. So you're going to want to be sure to sign up for that ongoing book giveaway. Vicki shares some dynamic thoughts with us today about things like active listening and reflection and truly using your coaching presence to help your clients tap into what's important to them and to create transformation for them. She challenges us to not rescue our clients by stepping in and attempting to make decisions for them and keep them from, quote, making mistakes that we might believe are mistakes but are actually learning opportunities for them. Vicki brings all of her years of working with clients and her master certified training to us to create some transformation for us as coaches and really talks to us about how it starts with us and our own development in order for us to meet our clients and partner with them to help them create the kinds of transformational change that will get them to where they want to be. So let's go to our interview with Vicki Escudé. Vicki, welcome to the show. It is wonderful to spend time with you. How are you today? 
Doing great, Meg, and it's great to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Well, you know, Vicki and I go way back, although we didn't ever have the opportunity to actually meet face-to-face when we were both on faculty at UTD. Vicki has since gone on to other things, and I had the pleasure attending her presentation at the ICF Converge conference and thought, oh, the audience really needs to hear what Vicki has to say. So she was gracious enough to agree to come be on the show and share her heart mindset with all of us. Can you tell us a little bit about what that heart mindset is all about? Yes. So, <laughs> yeah. Yes. I asked a closed-ended question yes. and I got that yes answer. Yes, because that is what my main focus has been the past, oh, I guess, year or so. It's shifted into this heart mindset. How can coaches use their profession to grow themselves, to grow their in their own self-awareness and their spiritual awareness as they are moving their clients forward? Mm-hmm. And how does their personal growth affect the growth of their clients? What, what role modeling are they doing? What energy are they bringing to the situation of coaching that helps their clients to grow even more. Absolutely. So, so similar kind of mindset, using our profession as our vehicle for growth. So that's, that's kind of... That, that's, and, that, and you came up with an acronym, a very powerful acronym, because we all can kind of immediately relate to heart. It, it sort of has a a warmth to it just in the name, heart, yet each one of those letters in the acronym obviously stand for something. So if we were to start with the H, what what does the H represent? The H represents hearing, listening. You know, what are we hearing from our clients? And that means we have to listen on many different levels. And we know this from the ICF competencies, We need to be able to hear our clients on many levels at one time so that we can process all that's going on with them. So H is hearing them, but not just their words. What is is it they're saying underneath those words? Mm -hmm. And what they are saying underneath a lot of the words is giving us window into their blocks, what it is that's keeping them from moving forward, keeping them from growing. And we know that those turn out to be limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. So that's the connection with beyond beliefs, helping our clients go beyond that. But we need to be able to hear in their conversation when they are blocking themselves, when they are limiting themselves. And as coaches, we need to be able to identify it and then have a discussion with our clients about that. Uh, What is it that they're saying that's keeping them from reaching their potential? And are they aware of it? 
Usually, no. Right. We have to mirror it back to them. We have to let them know. Absolutely. And so one of the things, because one of the courses that I teach is cognitive coaching, very much about sort of belief systems. And and I will hear from coaches coming through training, well, who are we to say that that belief is limiting for them? And so I certainly share my perspective with that. But I'm curious, what would be your perspective if you would hear a coach say, well, Vicki, who are you to say that that's a barrier or a limiting belief? Well, I'm not to say. It's not. It's not the coach's position to judge or, you know, it's the coach's position to simply mirror back, you know, hey, I just heard you say this. How does that resonate with you? What are your thoughts about that? Did you know that you just said that? Mm -hmm. Right. You said this and you said this a little bit ago. How do those two match for you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Excellent. So that's what we're going to find as you put the red flags. And, and, and we're not going to hear those limiting beliefs if we're not fully listening and reflecting back and being willing to bring those increased awareness to what we're hearing so that the client can make a decision about what they're going to do with that. Exactly. Exactly. We're simply mirrors. And the clearer that we can be as individuals the more that we can mirror back, that that still pond can reflect the moon much more easily if it's calm. Absolutely. So the more aware we are, the more centered we are, the more calm and still we are. We can be that reflector back to our clients. And I would like to make another point that, and I don't know if you hear this because I know you do a lot of mentoring as well, that you don't necessarily have to come from a mental health background, from, from you know, being a therapist or a psychologist or to, to be able to actively listen and reflect things back. Coaching brings people from many different backgrounds. And so sometimes I will hear, well, you know, I don't have that psychology background that you do, or I don't have, you know, I've never been a therapist, so how am I supposed to be able to do this? And my belief is that if you're actively listening and really plugged into what your client is saying and where those discrepancies might be and all those different things and and are willing to listen and not let your own assumptions get in the way, it doesn't matter what your background is. It's about you being present with the client. What are your thoughts about that? Oh, I totally agree. Some of the best coaches that I know come from a corporate background. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, one of my best friends became a director of an ACTP, a well, well, well-known one, and she comes from an insurance background. So, yes, you don't have to be from a mental health background to be able to listen more deeply like this. It's a matter of being willing to become more self-aware. And it's our own self-awareness that helps lead us in that direction. Excellent. So H is about really hearing. And then the E is represents, is, is represents. Energy. What's the energy? What are we noticing about our client's energy in the moment as they say certain things? And this happens in the conversation. It happens in their behaviors. It happens in their gestures. And we have to be attuned to all of those shifts 
energy shifts because each time a client shifts their energy, they are they're demonstrating a shift in some sort of a basic belief that they have. So we need to be attentive to that and mirror those back to our clients as well. So what is the energy that we're hearing What are, or seeing or mm-hmm. feeling? Mm-hmm. Where is that with the client? And how do we as coaches help engage in shifting that energy? I use the example in my presentation that we can ask questions about the client's past, you know, when they were a victim of something or something that happened that was not good that they want to overcome. Notice the energy when we ask them questions about that. It just spirals down and spirals down and they get mired into their, what we call the story, the past story. Mm-hmm. If we ask them a question about a future vision of who they want to become, their energy shifts and they become, you know, more light. And that is when the changes can happen. That's mm-hmm. when they can begin shifting their perceptions when they are in that higher level of energy right then. So being aware of how we ask the questions and what we're asking the questions about can help enhance our clients' growth and their focus. So energy is really, really important. But I also connect the alchemical process, is what I call it, entrainment with energy. And entrainment is when there are two different energies and the lesser energy begins to entrain to the greater energy. We can consciously as coaches be that greater energy, bring that to the client so that they can begin shifting their perceptions in that way on a more subtle level. Mm -hmm. So that takes a great deal of self-awareness for us as coaches. Yes. And it takes discipline to not necessarily get sucked into the story and curious about the problem and and focus because where our energy is focused, the client's energy is focused or vice versa. You know, we can either sort of help pull to the more positive energy or the focus or vice versa. So it does take awareness and discipline. And I also want to point out that we can be very linked in with the client's energy, whether we're doing a face-to-face session or a phone session. Mm. I mean, you can hear and be tuned into your client. Very, Your coaching presence can be really high on the phone. And I know that that's something that some people who aren't used to doing phone coaching might think, well, you can't tap into the client on the phone. Uh, Do you do phone coaching? I do. And I, in fact, most of the coaching that I do is virtual. Mm -hmm. And of course, with Zoom now, we can get back to having those visual cues. But when I first started coaching, there was no Zoom. You were either face-to-face or on the phone. And I realized that face-to-face was limiting me to simply a little a small little radius around where I lived. Right. The people that I was working with 
wanted to refer me to relatives or friends in other locations. And I thought, well, okay, I'll try this phone thing. But coming from a counseling background, you know, we really rely on those physical, visual cues. So I started doing that very uncomfortable at first. However, just like you said, I learned how to tune into the energy shifts that I heard and that I felt. It was like I had to focus all of my attention on that client and what was happening in a conscious way to be able to respond appropriately on the phone without the visual cues. So yes, it can be done. And after I became comfortable with it, I began teaching uh, for coach training organizations how to do that, how to listen and hear those subtle shifts, that shift in the tone of voice, uh, the shift in inflection, you know, the, the speaking more rapidly or speaking a little more slowly or all of those things add up to something's going on with the energy. And let's look at this. And, and, and spotlight it, you know, pay it because part of partnering with your client is they might be experiencing that energy shift, but not really aware of it until you reflect it back or mirror that for them or ask about it. And then it becomes something that they can take to that next level. So that's always fun too. Yes. And, you know, those energy shifts, the tone of voice, the rate of speech, the body cues, all of those things our clients are usually not aware of them. It's their blind spot. They're just experiencing it. So as coaches, when we mirror that back, you know, hey, I just saw this happen. What does that mean to you? In other words, the client interprets it for themselves. We just let them know what we observed. And most of, my, uh, most of the time, my clients go, what? Did I do that? Yeah, exactly. Well, that must... Something must be going on here. <laughs> and when we notice the, those energy shifts, we're then kind of, let's, let's move into the A and see what we might do. Now we've heard with the H, we've ex- kind of experienced the energy and focused on the energy. And then what do we do with the A? A stands for allow. And, you know, it's important for us to understand as coaches that, The more that we get out of our client's way, the quicker they can access their own wisdom, that inherent genius that it talks about in the ICF competencies. We want our clients to access their inherent genius. So we have to move aside, get out of the way. And our clarity, our personal self-growth and clarity is a part of that so that we can release having to have things a certain way. So so what do we allow? Well, we allow the client to move at their own pace. We don't push them. We don't interpret things for them. We don't tell them what they need to be doing or seeing at any given moment. So we allow that to happen. They, they have their own rhythm of exploration and growth. And so we simply support that rather than push or pull or block or whatever we tend to do when we want to use tools and techniques with our clients. So that's one thing. And another is to 
allow our clients to take actions that we wouldn't necessarily take ourselves and allow them to make mistakes. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes a client will choose for actions and I go, what? What are they doing? Why are they going in that direction? But if I allow it to play out, they learn a tremendous amount. And sometimes they are right on target. And I just didn't see it. So one of the fun things for me is when I get with a client, I ask myself, how am I going to be surprised today? Oh, I love that. How am I going to be surprised today? Yes, I've done that for years. And what that does, it allows a lot to happen that's outside of my beliefs and outside of, you know, my (laughs) wisdom, whatever that is, and and my thoughts about what the client should be doing. Excellent. Excellent. So we need to allow, we need to allow the client to own the session and to make the decisions and we partner with them, but we don't hog tie them as we would say here in Texas and, and put them into uh, where we, we, where we think they need to go. Right. (laughs) And then we move into the R. So we have heard, we've experienced the energy, we allow the client, and then what do we do next? Well, we reflect and resonate with the client. So we reflect, reflect back to the client what it is that we're seeing and all of that so that we can resonate with the client for rapport. And rapport to me is central to the heart approach to coaching. And, you know, we learn, we've, you know, you and I have trained in coach training organizations. We teach people how to use certain tools and techniques and how to look at coaching. And sometimes new coaches can get really bogged down applying the academics of what they've learned Mm -hmm. to process I know that happened to me because when I first started coaching, there was a a more a a looseness about how it was interpreted. Okay. Coach. And so I just jumped in full heart with my clients and they seemed to really, really love it and grow and connect. And then I started learning more about coaching and it should be done this way. And let's apply these academics. Let me try this new technique I just learned. And I realized there wasn't that resonance that I initially felt, that enthusiasm and connection that I had with my clients. And I thought, you know, something's, something's getting lost here. How can we marry the two without losing that residence? Mm-hmm. How can I establish rapport with my client while being the best coach that I can be? So rapport involves a lot of different levels. And in my presentation, I use, and in my book also, I use the, the uh, concept of to listen, the Chinese symbol for to listen. You know, we, uh, in our language, listen is one concept. You see the word and it means something said and something goes in the ear. In the Chinese concept to listen, it's, it's made of 
several different symbols put together to come up with a whole concept. And so the different symbols are the ear to hear, the mind to pay attention, you know, to understand it. Uh, but also it involves focusing on, uh, on the client, the undivided attention on the client. And it also involves heart. In other words, connecting from a heart level. All of those things are a part of the symbol for to listen, which to me is rapport. We need all of that, all of those components to establish rapport with our clients. Absolutely. I was just going to mention Milton Erickson, who was a hypnotherapist, famous hypnotherapist in the last century. Somebody asked him how he was able to have such great rapport with his clients. And he said, because in that moment, that person is the most important person in the world to me. So he, such a great quote. Yeah. Yes. And I've, I've heard that many years ago, and I've taken that with me. That's one of my bylines in coaching is that that person that is with me as a client is the most important person in that world, in the world to me at that time. So he, he was able to hear them and resonate with them. And it also implies a caring. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. And clients feel that. Clients know when you're genuine and authentic and, and that you're truly present with them and, and they are the most important. And what a gift to our clients to, to focus completely on them and have them be the most important person to us you know, at that time. How often does that happen in our day-to-day lives? Exactly. Our clients, everybody else that they are connected with has some kind of agenda. You know, they're, they want them to do a certain way or they have an opinion about how they should be. They have advice for them, uh, all of those things. And, or, you know, maybe they're related to them. And so they've got something else going on, some past history that is involved. And as coaches, we don't have that or we need to let go of it. Right. Yeah. Let's let go of that so that we can truly be heart in that heart mindset. And I I did want to point out that even though I've been kind of going through these in order, I understand, and please correct me if I'm wrong, that it's not that we're doing one and stopping it and doing, we're doing all these things simultaneously. It just happens to be the way that the acronym kind of lays it all out. So I did want to kind of point that out. Yes, that's true. It's, It's like I said, a mindset, not a step by step do this, do this, do this kind of a thing. These are all ways that we want to be with our clients and and in that heart mindset. Mm -hmm. If we can encompass all of these parts of H-E-A-R-T, then we can experience that heart-to-heart connection with our clients. And the reason we want that heart-to-heart connection is because that's the level that creates sustainable change. It's not going to happen in the head. And when our clients get stuck in their head or we get stuck in the academics of it or the analytics of it, there's not going to be that deeply satisfying, sustainable change. So that's why we're focusing on heart. And the I was lucky enough to be given 
out of the blue the acronym and the components to it to invite that kind of relationship with our clients. Which is such a great segue into the T because you talk about that sustainable change and T stands for? Transformation. (laughs) So how do we, yeah, imagine that that would be part of that whole heart mindset. So when you think about transformation within the mindset of the coach, how does the coach then approach transformation? I think Many, many coaches, especially after they get through with academia, they forget about transformation. They don't think about it or they think it's presumptuous to think about offering transformation, transformational opportunities to their clients. So I think it's something that many coaches just push aside. They may be more comfortable with the H-E-A-R but not the T, not the transformation part. But that's what we can offer our clients if we're willing to be open to it. We can offer the, a situation and a relationship with them that can take them to a higher level, to, to shift their perceptions so that they become more of who they are with fewer and fewer limiting beliefs that constrain them. Mm -hmm. They can have that experience of that wonderful spark that happens when the shift occurs and the heavens open up, so to speak, those aha moments and, and really acknowledging those aha moments with our clients helps them to treasure them and to want to nourish them so Mm -hmm. that going forward they can continue on that route. We as coaches have the opportunity to invite our clients to begin on a lifelong journey of transformation, small steps at a time, small bits of transformation at a time. I say that any shift in perception is a small transformation, even just a little bit. Mm-hmm. In that moment, the world becomes more beautiful and loving and kind and possibilities open up. And it gives our clients that thirst to experience it more and more. So we as coaches can offer that to our clients if we're willing to go there. Absolutely. And be able to put the spotlight on those small shifts of awareness so that they hopefully have the opportunity to kind of continue to grow and flourish. It's, you know, sort of like putting the the sunshine in and the little bit of rain on that wonderful seed that has happened in in the session. If we don't Note it, it could conceivably be sort of stepped over and, and missed. And that's part of what we can do as the partner in the, in the session is acknowledge it and, and sort of pay a little tribute to it. Exactly. I call it putting sparkles around it when it happens. I've trained hundreds and hundreds of coaches in different venues. And I'm also an MCC assessor for the ICF. So I hear coaches coaching all the time. And and I'm a mentor coach as well. So 
a lot yeah, of you're, you're hearing lots of coaching going on <laughs> is listening to coaches coach and I've learned so much from that and I want to say that if a if any coaches have the opportunity to become an assessor or a mentor or something like that, it heightens your ability to be a coach as well. But what I hear often is the client will make a shift, even a small shift, but a shift in perception. They'll see something a little bit differently. And then the coach immediately moves on to the next thing. Okay, well, now what? da-da-da-da-da, you know, moving on to another topic altogether. And what's called for is stopping and saying, what did I just hear? Or tell me more about that. Just simple questions, but using your intense curiosity to support and nurture that little seed that you just talked about so that it grows. And when you do that and when you employ silence on your side instead of moving forward, then the client can go deeper and have more connections with that realization that they've just had. And it can really, really blossom into something beautiful and significant. And with very little effort on her part, just yeah, just zipping it. Yeah, just allowing it and, and sort of giving it the, the space that it needs to be able to grow. Because if we step over it, the client might discount that as well or, or not really realize sort of what happened. Because as we said earlier in the interview, they're not always aware of their shifts or their ahas or their change shifts in energy unless we take a moment to spotlight that with them. They may not be aware of it and... They also may not be aware that that is important for their development and to get to the place where they want to be, to realize that they have had that shift Mm -hmm. in that moment and that it's it's important. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. So, Vicki, you have this heart mindset that you've developed through your years of experience and working with clients. I want the audience to know that we'll have more information about Vicki on our resource page. You talked about your book. You talked about your book you've written for executives. You have another book in addition to that? Well, yes, I have a book on this topic, Beyond Beliefs, Transformational Coaching with Heart. And it outlines the heart process in it. And it talks about going beyond beliefs, inviting our clients to get beyond their limits, inviting them to be on that path to self-actualization. It's got some um, tools that you can use in it as a coach, but it also describes how to develop this mindset of taking our clients to a higher level. What's really, really neat about this concept to me is that when we apply these principles, heart and the alchemical principles that I talk about in the book to ourselves as coaches, we grow in our awareness as well. So it's a win-win situation. It's something that we are doing for ourselves and our clients are growing exponentially as well. Wow. Good stuff. Thank you for taking time to share that with us and and to, to be a part of the Star Coach Show today. 
Thank you. Thank you. I enjoyed every minute of it. It is such a pleasure to talk about coaching. It's my favorite subject. Isn't it a great subject? Absolutely. Thank you. I think you can certainly see from all the incredible information that Vicki shared with us in her interview today, why her talk at the ICF Converge Conference was absolutely standing room only with hundreds of coaches just eating out of her hand of all the incredible information that she was sharing. If you'd like to know more about Vicki or about her books, please visit the starcoachshow.com resource page and you'll be able to link up with her information there. Also, while you're on site, check out the Star Coach membership community. The launch pricing will end tonight at midnight. And as I mentioned in the intro, you're going to want to sign up for the ongoing book giveaway, Beyond Beliefs the heart process book that Vicki has written is being offered in our ongoing book giveaway. And I want to thank Vicki for supplying us with two books for our listeners. So this is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best for your coaching success. Have a fabulous week.